Ovagyana Tumirandhasya Gyanam Jana Shalakaya Chakshur Militam Yena Tesmai Shigaravinamaha In the Hare Krishna movement, the most important thing we do is chant Hare Krishna. That's why it's called the Hare Krishna movement. Many people ask, how is it that the Western people are chanting Hare Krishna? How have they become Hindus? But actually the Western people who have taken to Krishna consciousness, we don't so much think of ourselves as Hindus, as that we are trying to be servants of the servants of the servants of Krishna. You may say, well, that's right, Hindu, right? It's a kind of Hinduism. Yes and no. Culturally, Krishna consciousness may be considered as part of Hinduism. But intrinsically, Krishna consciousness is Atma Dharma or Jaiva Dharma, the the dharma of the jiva. Krishna consciousness is sanatan dharma. Now I may say, well, yes, sanatan dharma, that's another name for Hinduism. Not exactly. Actually, the word Hinduism is a fairly modern invention. One prominent theory of how this word Hindu came because we don't find in the Prachin Shastra, in the ancient Shastras, we don't find the word Hindu. And if we say Hindu Dharma, that that means we have to, that's distinguishing it from maybe Christian Dharma, Muslim Dharma. That was Pandit Nehru's definition of Hindu. An inhabitant of India who is not a Christian, Muslim, Jain, Sikh or Buddhist or Parsi. A definition by negation. But we don't find the word Hindu in the ancient scriptures. But apparently when certain persons were, invaders were coming in from the western side, from the northwest, they came to sin and they said that because in the, their language there's no sir sound so they substitute sir for her so they said the people living on the other side of the Sindhu river they are called, we'll call them Hindus so this is how the word not actually a spiritual definition now the original culture of India is Vānāśram, Vānāśram dharma. That is the social structure, which people nowadays equate with the caste system, which is still going on. As I was coming in yesterday to Bangalore, we were passing, there was a sign, the Karnataka Kshatriya Marathi Students Hostel. So, that, that means the Marathis of Kshatriya Extract or in Karnataka. So like this, the 
maybe Kshatriyas and then Marathi Kshatriyas, Marathi Kshatriyas and Karnataka. So there's division, subdivision. A lot of misunderstanding has come by the idea that caste is by birth only. But we see in Bhagavad Gita, actually recently, just at last Janmashtami, a certain prominent political figure in Tamil Nadu was criticizing Bhagavad Gita, saying that this is upholding the caste system. But actually what Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita is Chatur Vanyam Mayasrishtam Gunakarma Vibhagasaha that the Chatur Vana, the four Vanas are there, but divided according to Guna and Karma, not by Janma. Now there are four Vanas and then the Jatis, they're innumerable. But the four basic Vanas, Brahman, Chatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, Krishna says according to Guna and Karma. That has become defined according to birth with the general understanding that if someone is born the son of a priest then it's convenient and expected that the son will be trained by his father to be a priest or a physician or a potter or a barber or whatever. So out of convenience it became like that. But then if someone is not actually doing the work of a brahmana, then how can he be considered a brahmana? Brahmana, his duties are patan, patan, yajan, yajan, dana, pratigraha. The first one, studying shastra. But if the, the brahmana, he doesn't know shastra. With the names for brahmana, the common names are there. Uh, Pujari, Yagya, Dvivedi, Trivedi, Chaturvedi, Pujari. So these are names connected with those who perform Brahminical functions, who study Dvivedi. They, they have learned by heart two Vedas, Trivedi, Chaturvedi. Yagya, one who is performing Yagyas. Purohit, Pujari, these are all Brahmin names. But if you, if you find someone with the name Trivedi, but he doesn't even know one verse of Bhagavad Gita, and or may know verse of Bhagavad Gita. He may even know one Veda, but he's working in uh, an insurance company. Then by Vritti, by occupation, he does not have the occupation of a Brahmana. He has the occupation. Actually, if anyone is working for anyone else, then by definition they are Shudra, if one is in the employ of anyone else. Therefore, Shastra says, Kalo Shudra Sambhava. In Kali Yoga, almost everyone is a Shudra. So people may be very proud of my high birth, but by Vritti, by occupation, everyone in the modern age is not Brahman or Shatra. Even a businessman is not really a Vaishya because the modern business, all cheating business and bribery, and that doesn't correspond to a real Vaishya. So Sanatan Dharma, that is the essence of Vanashram Dharma. The original culture of India is Vanashram Dharma. 
And that is meant to lead to Sanatana Dharma. It's an arrangement in human society. It's actually a very good arrangement. The original arrangement is very good. Uh, nowadays also you find there are intellectuals and fighters. People join the Indian Army or the Air Force. In Bangalore, the present time you're thinking of the Air Force more. Uh, so, and, and certain people have business tendencies and others, they have the tendency to work for others. So the tendencies to be intellectual or fighting or business-minded or working for others, that tendency is there. The Van Ashram system makes that ordered and structured so that everyone is engaged, there's no unemployment. So it's actually a very good system originally, but it became perverted. But the, the essence of that culture, of the Varnashram culture, is not who will, who will be a potter and who will be a barber and who will be a priest and who will be a fighter. The essence is Varnashram Acharavata Purushena Parakruman Vishnur Aradhyate Panta Nanya Tatto Shakaranam. The essence is that all the different people in society should work together cooperatively with the aim of Vishnu Aradhana, worshipping Vishnu. So that is the Sanatana Dharma. The Sanatana, that means eternal, but one may be a Brahmin in this life and a Kshatri in the next life. So that, to be a Brahmin, Kshatri, Vaishya, Shudra, that is not Sanatan. But what is Sanatan is the Atma Dharma. What is the duty of the Atma? What is the, not just the duty, but the very nature. Dharma means Swabha. Dharma, there are so many different words. Dharma is not actually, there's no real one in, there's no one word to translate what dharma means, but the essential meaning of the word dharma is swabhav, or intrinsic nature. So, the intrinsic nature of the atma is to serve Krishna. And forgetting that in this material world, we have service to man, service to society, service to family. But the eternal dharma of the jiva is to serve Krishna. So Krishna consciousness or this Hare Krishna movement is not exactly Hinduism. Because in Hinduism or even within that old Varnashram culture, there's not only worship of Krishna, there's worship of many different demigods also. And in the modern age, it's become very mixed up. We have, in what is going on in the name of Hinduism, worship of many people who are considered to be spiritual leaders, just like I saw the sun as we were coming. Amma in Bangalore. So that's also part of Hinduism. But we don't have anything to do with that. Many people in the modern age, through publicity, they become promoted as spiritual leaders. But the Krishna consciousness movement 
it strictly follows Shastra. Someone by some charisma or by some mystic power, they may be advertised as some great spiritual leader. But in Krishna consciousness, we are interested in what actually is the, what is reality? What is the real essence of life? What is the Atma Dharma? So this we learn from Bhagavad Gita. Krishna Conscious Movement is based on Bhagavad Gita. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has summarized what is the Atma Dharma. Jive Surupai Krishna Nityadas. The Swabhav or the Swarup or the Dharma of the Jiva is to serve Krishna. So that immediately differentiates the Krishna Consciousness Movement from everything else that's practically that's going on in the name of Hinduism. So culturally, from, from a cultural aspect, it may, from a cultural viewpoint, it may be considered that the Krishna Consciousness Movement is part of Hinduism. But the Westerners, originally started talking about why the Westerners are coming, they have not come to become Hindus, but they have come to find out what is the real meaning of life. What is life? What is everything all about? What are we doing here in this world? Why are we suffering? I was just seeing these buildings, this housing complex, they named the apartment blocks. Pearl, Sapphire, Ruby, I was thinking, I saw the pearl, sapphire apartment blocks with the underwear hanging out. So, they may give the name pearl, sapphire, ruby, but it's... Whether you're living in the Zopapati or in the pearl apartment block, life, day-to-day life is washing the underwear. And then going out and getting some money so you can buy a washing machine, in the Zopapati, they don't have the washing machine yet. Probably soon they will have. They have beauty parlors and videos and all this kind of thing. So probably in the, they'll be having that soon. But uh, we may call it pearl, ruby, and this and that. But after all, life is more or less just a grind, isn't it? It's just someone says, "I got a good job." That means that you're you get more money for being crushed into the dust. In a good job means you get crushed, but you get more money for doing so. And you have to, if you can, if you're expert in crushing others, then you can come up in the world and get a better job, and then you can live in pearl apartment buildings. And then if you if you crush others more, then you can get out more, and then you can live in your own private bungalow. So this is mundane life. It's it's not very glamorous. We may, if we get more money, we may get some pearls and some diamonds and some rubies. But after all, life, it's not so wonderful. However prestigious our life may be, or however much money we may have, life is not very wonderful. It's not what it's advertised to be. There's no real charm in getting money and even 
they thought, well, we'll become westernized and now in Bangalore there are so many pubs. But people go to the pubs. But then, did anyone ever become happy by going to a pub? They got drunk maybe, but getting drunk doesn't mean happiness. It means you make a fool of yourself also. I, I, we know very well, coming from the Western world, in India there are acharyas of spiritual life. In the Western world, we are the acharyas of going to pubs and different things like this. We know about this very well. And we can tell you from sad experience that there is no happiness in a pub. So, now we have the, the, the Western way of life in Bangalore, but no one became happy by wearing blue jeans and going to pubs and none of these things. So, in the Western world, having been brought up with all these wonderful facilities, how to earn money and turn it into urine on Friday night, by going to a pub. Some of us thought, well, what's life all about? Is this the perfection of life? You work hard all week. On Friday night you get money and on Saturday, where is it? You just have enough money to buy some aspirins to, for the headache that you got from all the drinking the night before that you spend all your money on. So what is life all about? Srila Prabhupada came to the western countries. He didn't say, become a Hindu. But he taught, what is the actual meaning of life? Everything in this world is temporary. What is our eternal position? There is more to life than simply working hard, getting money, growing old, dying and getting your photo put in the newspaper, so-and-so died. What help is that to you when you're dead, having your photo put in the newspaper? Now what is it all about? What is life all about? Srila Prabhupada taught this by teaching Bhagavad Gita. Now I may say, well, Bhagavad Gita is a Hindu book, but no. When Arjuna, we have the first chapter of Bhagavad Gita. What's the name of that first chapter? In Sanskritam, what's it called? Arjuna Vishada Yoga. Arjuna was lamenting. Vishad means lamentation. He was lamenting that I do not want to fight. Now Yotsya Iti Govindam, he came to his conclusion. I will not fight. He was lamenting. So, then his lamentation turned into uh, wondering that what's life all about? That we have, throughout our lives, we've been good, we've been following dharma, and now we only acted for the sake of dharma, we acted in a good way, but we find that this battle is in front of us and there's, we don't find any good result will come from this. That if we win, then that means all our relatives will be killed and we'll have to kill our gurus. That's not good. 
and uh, if we if we lose also either way so many people will be killed and then the women will be unprotected so Arjuna was confused and lamented so Krishna didn't say to Arjuna become a Hindu he didn't tell him if we go we may go to an astrologer I have so many problems they'll say we'll do this puja and buy this stone I'll sell you a stone and uh and Krishna didn't say to Arjuna, well, what you need is a sapphire ring, and then that will solve all the problems. He didn't say. Or he, he didn't say, well, you just chant some mantras and that, that will solve all the problems. But he taught Krishna, Krishna taught Arjuna, what is the actual meaning of life? So, Prabhupada came to the Western countries, and he found the people suffering. That what and lamenting. What is the purpose of life? What is life all about? And he taught that how we can come out of this lamentation by understanding who we are, who we actually are. You may say, well, I know who I am. It's like, I can ask you. I already know. Let me ask someone I don't know. Alright. What is, just you sitting there, if you don't mind. Who are you? What is your name? Your name is? Pradyumna. Any other name? Karapat, Ganapat, Ganapat. You're from Tamil Nadu? From Orisha. What's your family name? Tandra. Tandra. So you're Pradyumna Tandra from Orisha with nickname Ganapat. Which part of Orisha are you from? Barampur, Brahmapur. Ganjan, Ganjan district. Tandra, which caste is that? Kalinji. That's like what? Kayasta or something like that in Bengal? See, there are so many castes. Alright, we'll pass that out. Jati, so many jatis. And, and you're a student or what are you doing? You've finished. Which? Bikom, you said? Alright. So you are Pajamna Tandra from uh, from Brahmapur, Ganjan district in Orissa. And you're a member of some caste which I couldn't catch the name of. And your nickname is Ganapati and you just finished Bikom. Mkom. Alright, sorry. Alright. So We'd just like to inform you that you are not Pajamna Tandra and you're not Ganapati and you're not from Ganjam district, Brahmapur, you're not Oriya and you, the end come, it's meaningless. <laughs> and you are Krishna Das. And Pajamna is a very good name. Pajamna Das. Pajamna also thinks, I am Krishna Das. He's the son of Krishna. 
So who are we? We think I am this, this, this is my name, this is my father, this is my mother, these are my brothers and sisters, I'm from this place. But we're not, actually, temporarily it doesn't seem like that. But these are all called Anitya Upadhi, temporary designations. Because the Atma doesn't belong to Orissa. The Atma doesn't belong to any caste. The Atma doesn't belong to any family. Atma belongs to Krishna. But because we identify with the body and everything in relationship with it, therefore so many problems come. Sometimes people think, let me commit suicide. Then all my problems will be finished. But the Atma continues to live. And we'll go from this set of problems to another set of problems. So suicide is not a relief. The real solution to all problems is to understand that I am part and parcel of Krishna. This is Atma Gyan. Atma Gyan means to understand what is our Atma Dharma. The Atma Dharma is to understand Mamai Ramsha Jiva Loke Jiva Bhuta Sanatanaha. That every jiva is part and parcel of Krishna. So that's why we say that Krishna consciousness, in the, in the true sense of the term, it's not really Hinduism. Because Hinduism means there's a lot of worship of different demigods and also worship of Krishna and mostly for Dhanam Dehi, Yasham, Yasho Dehi, then uh, Drisham Joshi, kill my enemies. Give me this, give me that, kill my enemies. So, but Krishna consciousness means not saying to God, give me this, give me that, but how can I serve you? Our real dharma begins when we think, how can I serve Krishna? And all our problems begin to end when we think like this. So I may say, why not, why should worship Krishna? Why not Ganapati or Sai Baba or someone else? Because the Jaiva dharma is to worship Krishna. Krishna is not one of the gods. Krishna is Deva Deva. The Devas, you see, there are so many Devatas. But the Devatas are worshipping Krishna. The Dharma of every living being, the Dharma of the Devatas is also to worship Krishna. So this is the actual essence of every living being is to worship Krishna and go to Krishna. We're praying to different gods, give me this, give me that. But this is all temporary. That's why Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Antabhattu Palantesham Tadbhavatyalpanevasam that persons who worship different devas, they're actually very foolish because whatever we get from them is temporary. Even their position is temporary. Who is Indra now won't be Indra in future. Their position is also temporary. So by worshipping the demigods, we can get 
may be something from them, but that will not last. It won't give us happiness now, and it will not last. So, worshipping Krishna, that is for the most intelligent people who understand that my real position is servant of Krishna. This is my real eternal position. This is Sanatan Dharma. So, the people coming from the Western countries to take up Krishna consciousness didn't come to think, I shall become a Hindu, but want to understand what is the actual essence of life. And the essence of life is not to become a Hindu or a Christian or a Muslim, but to understand, who am I? What is my relationship with God? So, if we say God, that gives a vague idea of the Supreme Being. But Krishna, if we say Krishna, this specifically means who is Purusham Paraman Divyam, who is this supreme Divya, means beyond this world of birth and death. Chinman, who is transcendental to the Sattvagun, Rajagun, Tamagun, who is not subject to birth and death, who is the... There's... How to describe Krishna? There are so many words to describe his supra-mundane position. Krishna is not a product of this material world. We are also not part of this material world. We are eternal servants of Krishna. So, Krishna consciousness is not a mundane religious process. It is not the same as going to a temple and praying, give me this, give me that. But Krishna consciousness means to offer ourselves to Krishna. That Krishna, I am your eternal servant, I am meant to serve you. Now you do with me as you like. Not that we go to God, and say, well, I, I want this and I want that. But rather, we give ourselves to Him. That requires faith to give ourselves to Krishna. We have to have faith that by giving ourselves to Krishna, we will not be the loser. Krishna will not exploit us. In the modern companies, they, these multinational companies, they say, you just come and give your life to our company. We'll look after you. We'll give you your insurance. We'll give you your parents' insurance. We'll make sure your children get well educated. We have gymnasium. We have a swimming pool. We'll look after you. You just give yourself to the company. And we'll look after you. But the company, they cannot help us. At the time of death, if we call out, HP, HP, they say, well, we'll provide insurance and the uh, anti-HD and the crematory, all the, we'll see in the insurance policy that's provided for the cremation also. That's not going to help me. When I'm dying, we'll call out HP, HP, and they'll they'll uh, put us in the... they'll give us a little medal, lifelong service to the company. Of course, HP might go bankrupt before. That's also quite possible. 
You can't trust HP. They make a lot of business. All of the multinational companies will go out of business if the oil supply stops. Then your life insurance policy will not help you either. At the time of death, the life insurance policy won't help us. At the time of death, our friends and family, they won't be able to help us. The only thing that will help is if we have cultivated Krishna consciousness. Then we will go to Krishna. Otherwise, if we are attached to the HP company, we might get born in the HP factory as a sparrow or a pigeon or a rat. That may happen. Very likely it will happen. When Srila Prabhupada, he came to Stockholm one time and the devotee showed him one new building they were renting to use as a temple. They hadn't occupied the building, they just rented it. So they walked in and they, they entered one room and a rat went running out. Prabhupada said, that was the person who built this building. He was attached to it, so he came back as a rat. So what is the use of becoming a Bill Gates or a Bill Gates Das or a, what's his name, Premzi Azim, Azim, Premzi Azim or Premzi Azim Das, Anudas, Anudas. In the, in the corporate life, you start off as Das Anudas Anudas, Das Anudas Anudas Anudas, and then you become Das Anudas Anudas, then you become Das Anudas, then you just become Das, and then you try to become the leader yourself. But in Krishna consciousness, we try to become Das Anudas Anudas, more Das Anudas Anudas. And in material life, we try to cut the Anudas off and become, go up, and up, get a bigger, bigger and better position, and then we end up as a rat in the factory. So there's no use. Material life, it's useless, actually. You can live in the pearl apartment instead of living in the zopropati, but life is very short. What's the use? You can have a washing machine instead of your wife on the stone washing it and bringing water from the tap and fighting with the uh, other women for the water. So you think that, yeah, this is better. But, alright it's better, but not that much better because anyway life is temporary and we all have to die and what's the use? The use is, if we utilize this human form of life, to understand what is the actual purpose of life. Who is Krishna? What is our, who is Krishna? What is our relationship with him? This we should understand. So, people are asking us, why we've come to this? We've come to this Krishna conscious movement understanding that material life, it's, ultimately everything is a failure. Everyone is a failure. Even the, 
you have a big job in a big company, but if you become a rat in the next life, then what's the use? Then everyone's a failure. What we call a success means that he has a, uh, he is earning more money than the other people who are on their way to becoming rats. That's all. You just a more successful rat or dog or cat or whatever it might be. So there's no actual success in material life. What we call success is temporarily we may have some better situation. But the real success the real success is to pass this life in such a way that we go to Krishna. That is the real success. Even in this life, if we want to be happy, we cannot be happy simply by living in a big apartment building. I can predict that in the next few years there will become a new feature of these high-rise apartment buildings in India. That on the higher apartments they will put um, this lattice work or jali that will be there more. Why? To, so that people can't jump off. In the high-rise apartment buildings in the West, they all have this. So, because it's easy just to jump off and then finished, life finished. That's going to come in India more and more also. Because people are frustrated. The young generation in India are very frustrated. <coughs> They, you'll see them jumping on motorbikes and having fun and all this, but actually very frustrated. And there's more and more suicides among young people and alcoholism and in the good families, what they call the, the good families. The, these, the children of the so-called good families, these, these problems are coming more. Very frustrated. Because the parents are providing Residents in Pearl Apartment and motorbikes and all opportunities, but they're frustrated because there's no, there's no higher purpose to life. So young people are very frustrated. Sometimes the parents become very frustrated when their children become interested in Krishna consciousness. Please don't become frustrated. They're on a good path. If the children take up Krishna consciousness, they're going to be saved from so many bad things. Uh, I'm more or less based in Gujarat, where it's very permissive, we can say, this society. But Bangalore is also. In South India, there's some kind of culture going on. But we find in Gujarat, so many times the people call us, please come, do bhajan in our homes, because our son is dying of AIDS. So many cases. They're all they're dying of AIDS because they're anyway, you can understand how they're dying of AIDS. It's not difficult to understand because 
young boys and young girls are mixing up freely and then they're thinking it's fun, but so many cases of AIDS. So, if the young people take to Krishna consciousness, please don't be frustrated, be thankful. They will be saved from so many bad things. We can predict in the, in the next few years that all the same social problems that are there in the West are going to come in India. The children beating their parents, they won't listen to anything the parents say, and taking intoxication and so many bad things. So better let encourage the young people to take to this Krishna consciousness movement. They will be saved from so many bad things and they will find the deep happiness in their life which then young people in India now they're feeling so much frustrated because there's no direction in life. Simply work hard, get money, enjoy yourself. And, but there's no the people are feeling very empty and frustrated. So young people, old people, please try to understand what is this Krishna consciousness. It's not just some kind of sentimental Hinduism, but based on the very deep principle of understanding who we are, what is the actual purpose of life, what are we doing in this world, what is, what is the meaning of life. Krishna taught Arjuna, Krishna removed Arjuna's vishada. Krishna was, he, he was lamenting because he was bewildered. Krishna explained Bhagavad Gita to him. The result of explaining Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna was, in Arjuna's own words, Nasho moha smritir labdha twat prasada maya chuta stito sri gata sandeha karishi that Arjuna said that I was lamenting due to moha, I was in illusion, but now that is destroyed. My illusion is destroyed and I have regained my memory of what I'm supposed to be doing. By your mercy, Achuta. Achuta means Achuta, Krishna, he never, there's no, we don't find any chapter in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna Vishada Yoga. Krishna is not lamenting. Krishna is always blissful. So by hearing from Krishna, we become free from illusion. And the result of becoming free from illusion is that we become blissful. We become fixed in our duty, becoming free from all doubts. And therefore, we are prepared to do, to act, as Krishna wants us to act. So actually Bhagavad Gita is the best book for giving guidance to everyone in human society. Srila Prabhupada taught Bhagavad Gita as it is and on the basis of Bhagavad Gita so many misguided, directionless people have understood that my real purpose in life is to serve Krishna. So we are presenting this. Please serve Krishna by chanting Hare Krishna, by leading a very pure life in the service of Krishna. 
No one can be happy by leading an impure life, by leading the pure life of taking only Krishna prasadam, by dedicating our life in the service of Krishna, then naturally we become very peaceful and very pure. Many people say to us that, how can I get Shanti? So I tell them, well, the first thing is, get the TV out of your home. There cannot be any Shanti in a home with a TV. The, the TV is the uh, Ashanti Prachara. Even if you, many homes you see have TV on and no one's watching it. But just by having it on, the sound coming from it, your mind will become disturbed. And actually they've made psychological studies that people who watch TV, then naturally just by watching that, then they become confused. They become mentally disturbed just by watching TV. So, TV hatao. Bhagavad Gita Parao. Get, get out the TV and what, study Bhagavad Gita. Then our mind can become peaceful. But to study Bhagavad Gita, we have to understand, as Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, we have to learn the message of Bhagavad Gita from Tattva Darshi, from those who are actually understanding what is Bhagavad Gita. Nowadays we have so many so-called sadhus, and they're teaching the Upanishads as management studies. But Bhagavad Gita is not meant for management studies. Management means how to exploit others while pretending that you are trying to help them. Like this, uh, like they say, you come and you come and join our company, and we'll look after you. So, and management means how to make people feel as if that it's actually good for them while you're squeezing the blood out of them. This is management. And how to fool the person who's in a management post that you're actually doing good for others. But the person who's employing the manager, they, they're saying that actually we're doing good for you. But the real purpose of HP company or any company, they haven't come to Bangalore to do good for the people of Bangalore. That is not their purpose. They will say, you see, we're, we're making, we're making gardens and trees. But their real purpose is to make money, isn't it? And ultimately they don't give a damn about the people of Bangalore. They just want to make money. So they may say that management and this and that and we're helping others, but it's all just a big show. They, the main thing is they want to fill up their pockets, which has already got crores and crores of rupees, with more crores of rupees, that's all. So to say that Bhagavad Gita is for management studies, it's actually offensive to Bhagavad Gita and offensive to Krishna. Because Krishna is giving us the real formula where we stop trying to exploit others and understand who is Krishna and serve him. And if we serve Krishna, then we won't want to exploit others. So Bhagavad Gita is not meant for management studies. It's not meant for stress management that how while you're exploiting others, naturally we get stressed out because it's a, it's a nasty thing to do. So that how can we get relief from stress while we're exploiting others? 
If we actually take to Bhagavad Gita, then we'll become free from stress. But Bhagavad Gita shouldn't be used as some kind of modern uh, management gurus uh, taking Bhagavad Gita and Subkuch Ulta Siddha Karke and somehow they take Bhagavad Gita and it becomes management studies. That's not Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita means to understand who we are, who is God, what is our relationship, how to act in this relationship. We have to understand this material world is not our proper place. Our proper place is with Krishna. So understanding Bhagavad Gita means how to understand what is the actual purpose of life. That may be achieved by understanding Bhagavad Gita, chanting Hare Krishna, taking Krishna Prasadam. It is not a dry thing. Everything you will turn off the TV and what will we do? We chant Hare Krishna. It's much better than watching TV. Million, not even if we say it a million times better, that's, that's an insult to chanting Hare Krishna. There's no comparison. Namina Kichunahi Kawa Chodhubhuvanamaja. Whatever you can think of in all the 14 worlds, there's nothing, nothing in it to compare with chanting Hare Krishna. This is the best activity. You can see, you can see in the advertisements on the TV, people there looking happy. I'm using Colgate toothpaste and therefore I have a Colgate, uh, big smile. Or I'm using Nirma soap and Nirma, Nirma, so happy because I'm using Nirma soap. Look at those smiles. When they're smiling, the Nirma soap smile, or the, I don't know, I don't, I don't even, I don't watch TV, I don't know what's, but I'm just guessing that Nirma has advertisements, or, what is it, or the, uh, what is it, what do they advertise? Dog food, feed this to your dog, your, your dog will become happy, then you'll become happy. <laughs> So, look at the face. It's a paid smile. The people who are on the Nirma advert, they're being paid to smile. It's an artificial smile. Not a real smile. You, if you pay someone, they can go, that's not a smile. You see the devotees, when they're chanting Hare Krishna, their smile is Coming, it's here, it's here, and it's here. You see all the models. You look in the, you read some Times of India or India Today, they'll have the models in the advertisement. Look in the eye. Is the eye smiling? The eye is screaming. The eye is showing the misery of the person who has to sit in front of a camera and smile 50 times until they get it right, so they can get some money to buy their Nirma soap or whatever else. They probably get some complimentary bars of soap. It's a plastic smile, artificial. If we chant Hare Krishna, 
then the happiness comes. The Atma Sukh, not the Nirna Sukh or the dog food Sukh, that is not Atma Sukh. Many years ago, our devotees, uh, when they were starting to distribute these books at the airports in New York, JFK Airport and different Nagawada, at different airports. So they were distributing and the security guards, they didn't want them to distribute these books. So then they started to, instead of going in uh, this dress, because as soon as they walk in the security guards would catch them. So they started coming in pants and shirts with a cap and then they caught them with the cap so they started putting wigs. So then uh, it becomes a little difficult to catch them. So then they had the security guards, they had a system that when any new person was employed as a security guard in the airport, they would tell them one of the things they had to learn is how to find those Hare Krishna people selling their Bhagavad Gita. You see, what you have to look for, you see, everyone in the airport is carrying a is carrying a big bag. So you see, when you find someone who's got this big smile on their face, arrest them immediately. <laughs> Must be a Hare Krishna, because no one else is smiling. That's the devotee's trademark. So then the devotees, the, uh, it became difficult when you were getting arrested. I had an experience many years ago in London. We were also going out and uh, distributing these books in plain clothes. And um, we're just walking to the place where we're going to distribute, walking in the streets of London, the two of us going together. And we came, we were just walking and there were two other people coming and as we, two young men, and we were two young men, I was also a young man one time, it happens to all of us. So we're walking and as we're walking towards them, and they walked towards us, we looked at them and we said, Haribo! They said, Haribo! We knew that somehow we knew they were devotees because devotees have a completely different bag. They'd just flown in from New York. They're saying, Oh, we, were, we couldn't find the temple. Can you tell us where it is? So they, they were dressed in not this kind of clothes, that kind of clothes. And we were also, but automatically, just by seeing them, we could understand because devotees are different. Devotees, they carry Vaikuntha with them wherever they go. Svantasthena gada bhita The devotees, they are traveling tilters because they carry Krishna in their heart. You can go to Tirupati or Vrindavan, Guru Vayur, so many holy places you can go to. Or you can go and see these devotees. They're carrying Krishna because they only talk of Krishna 
they're only serving Krishna. Their only interest is Krishna. So when you come to them, you'll remember Krishna. Maybe more than if you go to Tirupati. If you go to Tirupati, you'll go and then you go in the line and you take darshan and you wait for... If you go in the uh, 50 rupee line, then maybe in two, three hours you can have darshan. And just for two seconds and then... Move on, move on. Like this. But if you come to see the devotees, you can sit down with them and they'll talk to you about Krishna. In in Tirumalai, they won't talk to you about Krishna. You have to come down to Tirupati, to Iskon Radha Govinda temple, and then you can find out why we should go for darshan. Actually, you should go to the Iskon temple first, and then they'll speak to you about Krishna. Then when you go for darshan, you'll understand what you're doing. Otherwise, you're just going and seeing, oh, the statue looked very nice today. No idea. If we associate with devotees, then we'll come into the Vaikuntha bubble. They're carrying Vaikuntha. We'll have Vaikuntha association. So, devotees are traveling tirthas. Because, svantas tena they carry Krishna with them wherever they go. Always talking of Krishna. Always acting for Krishna. No other interest but to serve Krishna. So this is Krishna, this is Krishna conscious movement. Prabhupada, he made devotees, people who are carrying Krishna, who are always thinking of Krishna whose only interest is to serve Krishna. If we see in history so many great Acharyas, Ramanuja Acharya was very active in this area, Madhva Acharya was also very active in this area, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who is Shri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Hayamna. He is acting as an Acharya. So, so many great people, and then in their Sampradayas we find the, the Jayatirtha, Vedanta Deshika, so many great personalities have come. And we may think then, where shall we find in the modern age? Amma comes to Bangalore. Amma is not like Ramanuja Acharya. We won't, we won't get the same spiritual teaching. No. Bangalore, close to Bangalore, we have a so-called Vrindavan with a Sai, certain kind of Baba who makes you Sai. So, where will we find? But we find, even nowadays, most surprising in this horrible age of Kali Yoga where, as is stated in Shastra, that uh, this is stated in Shastra, so don't mind me saying it, but it just shows what is the quality of Kali Yoga. That in Kali Yoga, 
we will not find any prostitutes because their profession will have been taken over by the housewives. No need to go to no prostitutes. Because every housewife, not every, but many. So this is the horrible condition of Kali Yoga. Then uh, where is Ramanujacharya? Where is Madhvacharya? Where is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Where is Balabhacharya? Who will save us now? Where are such personalities? You can find, even today, you will find these devotees. You see, you speak with them. They will not talk to you about cricket. They will not talk to you about politics. They will not talk to you about career or how, how to get a new building or architecture. They will only speak to you about Krishna, nothing but Krishna. Their only thought, they have come here to Bangalore, not to see the air show or not to uh, go to some multinational company or not to see the architecture. They have come here only to teach what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught. Bhaja Krishna, Bolo Krishna, Koro Krishna, Shiksha. They have only come to tell you, chant Hare Krishna, learn about Krishna, speak about Krishna, worship Krishna. So the same thing, Krishna is very kind. He is sending his devotees, even in this most horrible age, Krishna is sending his devotees. Krishna is coming, He's carried by his devotees. Come and bring him. Please take this Bhagavad Gita. Study this Bhagavad Gita. Chant Hare Krishna. Do some service for Krishna. Devotees are carrying Krishna. So please don't think that this is just some, some other kind of sentimental thing. This is Krishna manifesting himself. Krishna has manifested himself. We may say, where is Krishna now? Kali Kali Namarupe Krishna avatar. Krishna in Kali Yoga, his avatar in the form of the name of Krishna. Krishna and his name are non-different. So, Nam Haite Hoi Saru Jagate Nishta. By this chanting of Hare Krishna, the whole world can be uplifted. When the Western devotees first came to India, people of India said, what is this? Who are these? What are these Westerners? They can't, what are they doing? They can't be Hindus. Hindu means very pure. The Westerners means eating beef and drinking wine and all these things. But they're not, they're not beef eaters. They're not Yavanas, Malachas. They're Vaishnavas. Prabhupada has gone and preached to them Krishna consciousness and they've taken it up and taken it up so much that they simply want to distribute it to others. Please chant Hare Krishna. Just going everywhere, all over the world asking, please chant Hare Krishna. Please remember Krishna. Please worship Krishna. So anyone who is chanting Hare Krishna, they're a very, very special person. It doesn't matter. We're not Indians, we're not Westerners, we're not educated, uneducated, man, woman, None of these things. Jaygaranya nam loy tarohai premodoy. Anyone, whatever the condition, who chants the name of Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the result is 
that we develop love of Krishna. So please join this Krishna consciousness movement. This is very special. We join clubs. We all can go to some country club. Joining this Krishna consciousness movement is not that we are saying just to join some dogmatic sect. We are asking you to join the Vaikuntha club. This is the this is the club by which we all go to Vaikuntha and even beyond Vaikuntha to go low Vrindavan. So this is our club. In this club there is smoking and liquor strictly prohibited by order. No smoking, no drinking, no cinema, no TV, no lipstick, nail polish, going to the beauty parlor. No, we don't, no, no need to go to the beauty parlor. Automatically you become beautiful by chanting Hare Krishna. That you see, you can put on lipstick and mud on your face and herbal mud and all this kind of thing. But you see, still you look ugly. All these film stars, they're all very ugly actually. Because their faces smiling with their eyes are full of calm, crowd, low, moha. And, uh, but the devotees, just like one time, one, uh, I met one, uh, what do they call, plastic surgeon. And he said, look, you're going on TV, why don't you get this bump out of your nose? I'll do it for you free. I didn't bother. Let the bump be there. It doesn't matter. This is not what I came on TV for. This, this. What comes out of here. Not, not, you can look at this if you like. That'll be good because there's tilak on it. But you came to speak something about Krishna. So anyone who speaks about Krishna, anyone who chants Hare Krishna, they automatically become very beautiful. Very beautiful. We have so many pictures of Prabhupada, so many photos. Very beautiful. How beautiful? He's an old man, 70 years old. Very beautiful. Because Prabhupada is radiating the purity of pure love of Krishna. So, the beauty, the beauty of the soul is reflected in a devotee. And any non-devotee, they may be Miss World, and lipstick and so many things. Not beautiful. Not beautiful character. So real beauty means beauty of the soul. So when we have Krishna consciousness, we don't need lipstick or you know, we don't need a, we don't need all these things. We don't have to work hard to get more money to get expensive eau de cologne and and how how big are the TVs now? Forty inch TVs or well, no more probably. Yeah? Now they're doing on this, like this. Don't need. These, none of these things are of any use whatsoever, unless they're used in Krishna's service. Actual, actual, our actual need, we only have one need, that's to love Krishna. But if we don't love Krishna, then Haya Maya Das Kori Nana Obilas. And we have millions of needs, and we'll never be satisfied. But if we simply understand that we simply need to love Krishna, then we won't have any other need. We'll be fully satisfied. Like Dhruva Maharaj. 
he felt, I need to get a great kingdom. But he got Krishna. And then he said, Swamin Kritatas I don't need anything else. I don't need a big kingdom. I don't need name, fame, money. All I need is Krishna. This is our actual, our actual need. The Krishna conscious movement is just going everywhere and telling everyone, please do not spoil your life. Simply understand that we are eternal, our eternal relationship is with Krishna. We can be we don't have to wait and do so many difficult things. We can immediately become fully satisfied, fully happy, just by understanding that we are eternally related with Krishna and chanting His names. It's so sweet, so simple, so easy, so wonderful. Everyone can take to it. So, why not? Please take to Krishna consciousness. Guaranteed, we can give a guarantee that you will be satisfied in all respects. We don't say satisfaction guaranteed or your money back because we don't even take your money. We don't say you have to pay, then you chant Hare Krishna. You want to give a donation, we'll take, we'll use for printing books and in the book it says Bhaja Krishna, Bolo Krishna, Karo Krishna, Shiksha. Only for this we will take money. But we are not demanding. You first you bring money, then you turn to it. Even you, you just come and chant. Ah. Radha Krishna Balo, Shonde Chalo, Ematro Bhikshacha. You simply come with us, chant Hare Krishna. We don't ask anything else from you. Please come, chant Hare Krishna, be happy. That's all. Hare Krishna. Is there any question about this? This is Bhagavad Gita as it is. Who has got this in their home? Oh, that's nice. In Hindi and Canada, it's called Bhagavad Gita Yatharupa. Who doesn't have this in their home? Sharam ki baat nahi hai, agar nahi aapke paas, hum aapko dunga. Anyone? They all have Bhagavad Gita as it is. Oh, that's good. What other books do? Krishna, Krishna book. Yeah, please fill up your home with these books. This is Krishna. This is Krishna speaking about himself, Bhagavad Gita as it is. And this is another kind of Krishna. This is Krishnasya Upadesh, spoken by Krishna. And this is Krishna Vishayak Upadesh, Upadesh about Krishna. So this is all the Krishna leaders. If you don't have this, who has this book in their home? What do I have? Alright, this is Ramayana. <laughs> Hindi edition. So, very good. We have so many books. Prabhupada has written so many books. I'm also on Prabhupada's order writing books. So, I've written a few books. So, if you'd like to take some of the books I've written, 
you can also take. This is Ramayana, available in Hindi only at the moment, and some other books I've written. About Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What's that, hand up? No, no. You have this. About Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Oh, okay. So, uh, books are available here in English, Canada, presumably, Hindi, Tamil, and there are also, if anyone wants to take some CDs of my lectures. So these are available here. Yeah, I have, I said, Tamil books. So, uh, as you are saying, Krishna consciousness is very blissful. We'd like to give a practical demonstration of the bliss of Krishna consciousness that comes from chanting Hare Krishna. I read in the program that it said that there would be ecstatic kirtans. <laughs> 